It's time for the Friday Football Coaches Show. Hi, everybody. Tanner Hoops with you. ESPN WZAM Ishpeming Marquette. How about the white blanket we woke up to here in the UP? Snow coming maybe just a little too early. It's still October 5th. We can wait on that for a little bit. Haven't even had Halloween yet. Well, we've got Friday Night Football coming up tonight. We've got the ESPN Radio UP Coaches Show to tide you over until then. As always, you'll hear from all five area coaches, get their take on tonight's game. We'll preview what's coming up, and we will get you set for wherever you may be traveling for Friday Night Lights. If not, maybe you're staying at home, maybe you're enjoying the game, getting cozy in your favorite easy chair, something to munch on, lots to wash her down with. Get a little comfy and listen to some football from the comfort of your own home on a night where the weather is less than pleasant. Once again, in case you miss any episode of the Sports Pen of the Coaches Show Friday, Saturday morning, you want to go back and listen to Westwood Patriot Football, download our free app, the ESPN-UP mobile app for your smartphone, and go back to the on-demand section. You can see all of our archives. Go back, listen to what you miss, get caught up. We love your listenership here on ESPN-UP. We appreciate you. We want to make it the best experience possible for you. This show as well is going to be available on demand once uh, we sign off here tonight, as will tonight's Westwood Patriot game up in lots. You can hear the full broadcast available online at our website or go through the mobile app. Well, let's get right into it. We've got coaches on headset. We'll begin with the Westwood Patriots head coach Scott Sergila. His team coming off a homecoming victory 46-0 over Hancock last Friday. Coach, a wonderful win for your guys, a great way to celebrate a great week. Uh, does the momentum still carry over into this game, or how are you approaching it in week seven? Uh, you know, we just have to approach it week by week. I would hope that our momentum carries over. We've had a, a fairly solid week of practice. Um, you know, we came in on Sunday. With, that's the day we come in. We watch film, and um, still uh, some things that we're working on. Um, I thought our Line play last week was exceptional, and uh, you know we got to hope for it this week too. Tell me about uh, your film session Sunday. What were some points of emphasis from Friday's game? Well, the good points, I you know I thought our uh, I thought our line really opened up some holes exceptionally well, and uh, you know did a really good job um, with that. And uh, you know uh, our backs on the on the other side of it, I didn't think our backs blocked as well as they can and and we talked about you know our our line opening up some big holes and you know we're chunking them at 10 12 15 yards but uh our backs gotta do better we gotta we gotta be better blocking and that includes our wing backs our full backs you know our quarterback all the all the way through and uh if we do that then some of those you know 10 12 yard gainers can turn into touchdowns and uh, you know, and that's what I told them. That's the object of the game is to score some touchdowns. So I'm hoping we can do a better job this week. Well, Coach, you jumped on them early, had a 30 nothing, uh, 30-point lead after one quarter. Was that something to challenge your guys to do, was jump on them early, get off to a hot start? Well, uh, yeah, you always want to do that, I guess, every game. And, you know, I, I you know, we got the interception by Eric there. And, uh, again, it goes back to our line play. I thought our D-line did a great job. And I thought our O line did a great job, um, a fantastic job, to be honest with you. And uh, but we're looking some for a little bit more out of our backs this week, and uh, getting on their linebackers and trying to get into their secondary, and you know, and that's assuming that our, our line can do the same. But uh, 
you know, they got a, they got some guys that are pretty big on their D line and O line, and you know, the Ostmeyer kid's a good, good football player. And uh, number twelve, their nose, um, he uh, Funky is his last name. He's a, he's a uh, defensive nose tackle for him. He's also their tailback, who's been running the ball a lot more. And uh, you know, he's five ten, hundred eighty pound, tough kid, runs hard, plays hard. So, you know, we're gonna have, we're gonna have some things that we're going to have to deal with. Uh, the uh, quarterback, um, Warwick is, is a really good, really good athlete. So um, we're gonna, it's going to be a challenge for us for sure. When you look at a few of the weapons that they've got, and they've got guys who are playing both ways, as do you, uh, what's their depth looking like as far as uh, what they can bring to the table third or fourth quarter? Well, I mean, I'll be honest, I think anybody that we play is going to have more depth than us. I mean, we got um, you know, a lot of our kids play both ways, just about every single one of them. And, uh, you know, it, uh, I was happy, I'll be honest, last week too, though. Uh, some of our, you know, second teamers came in and, uh, you know, they're they're practicing against our first teamers day in and day out. And uh, we saw a lot of uh, improvement in our second team. So that gives me a little confidence and our coach's confidence that we, you know, maybe we are getting a little bit of depth and, it's, uh, you know, we can rotate some guys in and things like that. And, um, you know, so they're good at, Lance is good at what they have. And, and, you know, they got some kids that they rotate into that are some big kids and strong kids. And, um, you know, it, uh, they're going to present some challenges to us. I think they're a very physical football team. We got to, we have to exceed their physicality. And, um, you know, and, and I don't even know it's about jumping on them early. We just got to, if we take care of what we can do and, um, you know, block up front and our backs can, can get on people and hit the right hole, um, uh, play solid defense uh, and try to uh, contain the Warwick kid, I think, I think uh, we got a shot. Defensively, they will put five to the line. They've got uh, generally three down linemen. They can blitz you from the outside linebacker spots. Is there a lot of similarities you can draw from them to Hancock? Yeah, their defense is I don't, I don't want to say identical, but it's, it's, you know, it's a 53. It's very similar. Um, I would think probably Hancock probably blitzes some more. Um, I don't think Coach Leaf, it seems to me as, you know, they could do that against us, but I just haven't seen it on film. But, um, you know, they, they're, they'll blitz, you know, sometimes a middle linebacker and, you know, sometimes the outside linebackers, but they're, they're, their middle linebackers are really good blitzers. He's a fast kid. Fast kid. He's not a huge huge kid but he's fast but their outside backers uh are pretty big number 10 and number 20 both are you know six feet six one 190 195 pounds so they're that's that's where they're good is their is their outside backer play and uh um you know they make a lot of plays for them and and they fly to the football and they read well and they're very instinctive you can see that and you know if you got a, two kids like that that are instinctive there's no reason to blitz them and uh um, you know, and they're smart with the fact that they'll shoot their nose, who's really good, and then they'll send their backer another way. So, just like last week, we're gonna have we, we've been practicing picking up their blitzes and things like that. And uh, you know, if our O line does that, then you know that helps give us a shot. So, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Offensively, what kind of scheme are they gonna throw at you? They've got a quarterback that can be mobile and deadly outside the pocket. Yeah, what well, I, I think personally is uh, we got to stop him first. Um, uh, he, they've had a lot of success with some broken down plays where he, you know, rolls out or boots. And, um, 
Uh, very slippery kid. I uh, watched him in basketball the last couple of years, too. He's a tough, hard-nosed kid. Um, and, uh, you know, he uh, kind of leads their offense. And uh, they've been running number 12 a little bit more, but 32 and, both, and 12 are both good. Their fullback's big. they got a good tight end. they got two good receivers. And uh, the Ostermeyer kid's at center. Um, you know, they're eye formation. Um, and, uh, you know, they'll run, they'll run it up the middle. They'll run some options. They'll run some counters. Um, some, you know, uh, slant plays or uh, some basic uh, pass plays. You know, and they look basic on film, but what they do, they do they do it well. Uh, you know, they run Wagle, and, you know, we've seen it. I watched film against Nagani, and, and uh, that score, you know, was lopsided, but, you know, there were one really good drive that they scored on, and they had two other drives, I believe, inside the 15. So if you're moving the ball on Nagani, which in my opinion is a lot better than people think, uh, uh, you know, we better – be ready because uh, if they move the ball on Nagani, who's big up front and you know well coached football team, uh, it, uh, they're going to try moving the ball on us, and uh, we're going to have to be ready for them. They only threw the ball six times last week. Is that a rarity for them, or are they a run heavy team? Uh, they're a run heavy team. They're very similar to us, to be honest with you. I mean, uh, they're probably just in the I formation a little bit more than we are, but running a lot of the same stuff up front. I mean, they're running ice and slant and toss and. You know, they roll out their quarterback, and, you know, if he can run it, run it. If he can pass it, pass it. And they kind of, you know, Coach Leaf, he'll look at things, and it seems like whatever we're giving them, he'll take. Uh, he's not going to try to force anything. You know, if he thinks something's open, then, yeah, he'll he'll throw the ball if he has to. Um, you know, they've we've had some great battles with them these last three years. We've been fortunate enough to come out on top in and, and all three of them, but uh, they've been some – really good battles with Lance and you know early on this year they they weren't on our schedule until we joined the Westpac conference and uh, uh, I'm glad to have them back on the schedule because it's always uh, a good battle with the Purple Horn. You've had a little bit more time to rest up you had Beckman still dealing with his ankle injury Delangelo's <laughs> hip uh, any of those guys getting more healthy? Yeah a little bit you know I, I I'll be honest I think with Beckman I think it's just you know he, he's, he's tough as nails and uh I think it's probably hurting him more than he leads on. You know, I don't know that for sure, but, uh, you know, he's, he's going to do what it takes. That's the kind of kid he is. And, uh, you know, it, it's probably going to be something that's going to be bugging him, you know, for the rest of the year, and he's just going to have to try to rest it up before basketball season. Um, but just, you know, because any little tweak to it, it just kind of starts hurting again. So, it, uh, but, it, but it is a lot better than it was. Uh, Delangelo, uh, so far this week is back, which makes me happy. Um, and, uh, another kid that hasn't played all year for us is Troy Anderson. Uh, he had a, hurt his, uh, broke his arm in double days early on. And, uh, you know, it, uh, he, he's going to be back. I'm not a hundred percent sure he's going to suit up this week. I, um, we might wait until next week, but I left that up to him and his parents, uh, to decide that, you know, we're trying to just get him back in the swing of things, but, you know, Troy's a great kid. That's Eric's brother on our football team. And uh, Troy's a senior and uh, wants nothing more to, to try to get a couple of games under his belt before he walks out to these doors as a graduate of Western High School. And uh, uh, Troy's a great kid. His brother's a great kid, a uh, good family. Um, uh, parents are supportive of the football program. And it's, uh, he, Troy's a kid who's always smiling. He really is. Even 
no lie, even when he broke his arm, he had kind of a grin on his face. He didn't know he broke it. He thought he just had a monkey bump and uh, yeah, comes up to me literally two days later and says, uh, Coach, I think I kind of hurt my arm. And uh, couldn't believe it. He went in for an x-ray and, uh, yeah, it, it was broke right through. And uh, I couldn't believe it. That uh, You know, it, that tells me that nailed too. So we're glad to have him back. And so far we got the Langeville back. The hip hasn't bugged him yet. And, um, you know, we're, we're starting to get a little, you know, actually look like we have a few guys on the sideline now. So uh, that's a good thing. It's a great, great, great group of kids. And, uh, um they, uh, they're fun to be around and fun to coach. So uh, we'll see what happens. Coach, last thing before I let you go, tell me about the special teams facet of your game. You had the big play last week where Garrett recovered the fumble and set your team up for a touchdown in the fourth quarter. Uh, they have a good punter with Wera. He doubles the punter and he gives him the option to fake it when he's back there. Yeah, it's, um, you know, that's a, last week, uh, you know, we weren't, they, Hancock fakes at almost every play. Um, so we didn't even send anybody back there. You know, Delangelo's our return guy, um, you know, so he'll be back there this week. And, uh, um, you know, uh, on kickoff for us, um, you know, we don't have anybody that can kick it deep. We just don't. And uh, to me it doesn't make sense. If you can't kick it deep, why kick it in the air and give them time to set up and things like that? So we just uh, hard squib kick it. And, and we don't try to – it's not an onside kick or even when we're up. We, we literally just – can't kick it deep so I you know I just tell them kick it as hard as you can and just keep it low and uh you know sometimes that looks like we're trying to run up the score or something like that but we're not we're just that's that's what we have and uh and so you know we just kind of squib kick it and uh you know it, 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 a few times this year we've been lucky enough and uh it, it's been kind of bobbled a little bit and we've been able to recover a fumble out of it out of it and that's just kind of a bonus we're just trying not to give up the big touchdown on a Return. Coach, as always, appreciate the time. Look forward to talking with you at Lance. Yeah, sounds good. Thanks, Dan. All right, once again, that was Westwood Patriot head coach Scott Sergula previewing his matchup tonight against the Lance Purple Hornets. Westwood is 4-2, and 3-1 and one in West Pac A entering play tonight. Lance is 3-3. Three and three. They are 2-2 two and two in West Pac A. The Bats have outscored opponents 172-65 to 65 this season. They have won two in a row including a 46-0 victory over Hancock last Friday night entering play tonight. The final two games of the year for Westwood, hosting Bessemer in Week 8 and visiting Nagani in Week 9. For lots looking at their remaining schedule, they take on Iron Mountain and Calumet, so the road doesn't get much easier for the Purple Hornets, who are going to need to scrap out a few victories here down the stretch to be considered for postseason contention. They have been outscored by opponents 110 to 128 on the season. This will be the 24th time the two teams have met. Westwood's all-time record against Lots: 12, 10, and 1. They last met a season ago on September 8th. Westwood won 38 to 10. Patriots own an eight-game winning streak in the series. The last time Lance picked up a football victory over Westwood, September 8th of 1989. And that was Lance's last season as a member of the Copper Country Conference. Westwood comes in second place in Westpac Division A. Lance is tied for third. They're part of a four-way tie at 2-2. Two and two. They sit along with Hancock, Iron Mountain, and Nagani. Once again, that game can be heard right here on ESPN Radio UP and on the ESPN Radio UP mobile app coming up this evening. 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff. I'll be there with a call of the action. Hope 
that you join us and hope you're ready for what should be a fantastic game. We've got more coming up, more coaches to talk to. All that and more is on the way. You're listening to ESPN Radio, UP. This is Justin Farley from the Bjorkenzalki Funeral Home. Being a former athlete, I always enjoy the support that has been shown throughout the local community for our local teams. Those positive cheers and endless support is a constant reminder to the athletes that their hard work does not go unnoticed. I'd like to say thank you to all of the athletes for working hard in the classroom, at practice, and in the field of play. The Bjorkenzalki Funeral Home supports and appreciates all of your efforts. Here at True North Federal Credit Union, we want to teach kids how to save responsibly right from the get-go. That's why we offer the Kirby Kangaroo Club to ages 0 through 12. The Kirby Kangaroo Club teaches kids how to save responsibly by offering them a punch for every $5 deposited into their account. They can then redeem those punches for fabulous prizes. We also offer the Claim Your Youth program to ages 13 through 17. The Claim Your Youth program teaches teens how to save responsibly by offering prizes for net deposits into their account. It's all available at True North Federal Credit Union. Member NCUA, Equal Housing Lender. Time now to talk with Ishpeming Hematide head coach Jeff Olson. His team clinching a playoff spot with last week's 44-8 win over Gwynn. Coach, uh, once again, congrats on uh, clinching a spot in the postseason and making your return there. A big win over a good Gwynn team that, you know, they're dealing with injury, but there's still a lot of talent over there. They're well coached. Tell me what a win like that means for you guys. Well, you know, um, obviously uh, they're they're a former Mid-10 Conference team. We know what they're about. They're very well coached with Dion Brown, who was a former assistant of mine. But obviously, like you said, it gave us our sixth win and it qualified us for the playoffs. So, you know, that's one of our goals. Um, you know, as we get later in the year, you look at the goals that you set. Um, and, you know, another one is winning the conference. Um, and that's what's going to happen this week. We play West Iron County, so it's up for grabs. They're undefeated. We're undefeated in the conference. So it's a huge matchup this week. Uh, but it was, like you said, it was a great win getting that win last week and qualifying for the playoffs. Well, Coach, I want to talk about West Iron County, but one last point on last week's game. Uh, you held Gwynn to eight points, the lowest total your defense has put up since week one. Tell me uh, what your defense did well last week. Well, we uh, we covered the pass well. They um, they came right out and threw the ball right off the bat. And we had four, four first-quarter interceptions, which was huge for us, and gave us the ball in, in, in good territory, um, you know, so we didn't have to go really long on our drives, so... Um, and then when they did try to run, you know, we were able to control that. So I thought the defense played well in all facets of the game, especially pass coverage, which, you know, we've given up a couple passes this year, but the main thing, big thing is we've given up some big plays here and there. But they're against some great teams that we played early on in the season. So it was good we didn't give up a big play, good that we were able to cover the pass as well as we did, and then, then shut down the running game when they did try to run. What were the points of emphasis in practice this week? Um, just, you know, we're trying to get better all the time. And, you know, this is another new offense that we're going against. Um, you run a wing tee. We haven't played against a wing tee team yet. So, it, you know, it's learning, learning our responsibilities, um, getting people in the right area offensively. Again, you know, offense isn't a perfect, perfect thing. You know, it's, you're not going to be perfect blocking all the time. So we're always trying to get better, you know, blocking, um, reading our blocks if we're running back. So, you know, it's it's still it's it's a work in progress, especially now that um, now that we qualify for the playoffs, we know we're going to have at least one extra game. So we got to get better every week, and you know we really focused on what we need to do and what our responsibilities are this week. 
about a West Iron County 5-1 and one coming into it. They've won two straight. Offense has put up really good numbers this year. They've had uh, one blowout. They uh, were against Calumet in that game, and uh, a lot to like about that team, but tell me what to expect from them. Well, they're very well coached. They're, uh, they're a program that's in a playoff team every year, and uh, you know they're coming off the state semifinal berth from last year and return you know, half their half their starters. So, you know, they got a good team. They got good players. Uh, like I said, they're very well coached. So it's going to, you know, going to be another tough ball game. Uh, unfamiliar opponent for you. Haven't played them since 2013. Does that help or hurt getting a little fresh blood into the schedule? Well, you know, I think for both teams, you know, you're not used to playing them. Like, like when we play Westwood McDonough, we know what they're going to do. They know what we're going to do. Um, and it's always a chess match. Um, you know, this we played them in the playoffs. I, I think at least four times now since 2008. So we have some familiarity with them, but you know, we don't we don't play them every year. So you know, it's going to help. It's going to you know, it's going to hurt. It's going to help that we played them four times. It's going to help that we each don't know each other. So now, now we're you know, scouting becomes real important. But then you know, on the other side, uh, you know, we're not used to playing each other. So. You know, same for both teams, and you know we're, you know we're just fortunate and looking forward to playing somebody that we don't play every year. Have you been able to look at some tape and get an idea of what they're going to do offensively? Sure, you know they're a wing T team, but they, you know they their offense rallies, you know, is is run around their fullback, and he's a he's 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 two hundred eighty five pounds. He's a good athlete. I know he's a two time UP champion shot putter. Um, Good, great athlete that can run, that runs hard. It's going to be very hard to bring down. So we're going to have to get a lot of get a lot of get a lot of bodies around him. And then their tailbacks, their wingbacks that come around and try to get to the outside are, are small, but they're fast and quick. You know, they're like our they're like our guys. You know, we're not big. You know, the guys that we're trying to get out in the open, but we're small and quick. So very similar to us. How about on the defensive side of the ball? What do they bring to the table? Well, you know, they've always been a 53 team and run a 53 and try to get a lot of people to the ball. This year, they've been doing a little bit of both. They've been, you know, they did a little bit of 60. They played 40 against Calumet, which is similar to us. So, you know, we're preparing for every defense, you know, a 40, 50, and a 60. And, um, you know, it's good that it's late in the year where we, you know, we have the time to, to work on all three of those defenses. So, you know, we're not sure exactly what they're going to play against us, but, I, you know, whatever they come out with, you know, I think we'll be ready. Coach, is uh, your team staying healthy getting to the back end of the season? Uh, we, we lost uh, a Drake Sunberg with a concussion last week, so he's he's out for this week. Other than that, everybody else is healthy. Coach, uh, last thing before I let you go, tell me about the younger levels of your program. What kind of week the JV and down has had? Yeah, our, our JVs are struggling. They haven't won a game this year. Um but they're really low in numbers. They started the year with 13 kids, and you know the the, the positive thing is is uh, you know, they've only had one injury. They picked up a couple kids midway through the season, so you know we we thought they weren't going to make it. We thought we'd have to fold that. So the fact that the, the injuries haven't come, um, and we we can keep that number around 13, 14, and the good news is they've been able to play every game. Coach, as always, appreciate the time. Best of luck against West Iron County. Look forward to talking on Saturday. Sounds good. Thanks. The Westpac B Championship is on the line for all intents and purposes when Ishpeming faces off against West Iron County tomorrow. Keep in mind that game has been pushed back until tomorrow. West Iron County Ishpeming have met 27 times before, and Ishpeming's record against West Iron 
12 and 15. A very rare team that the Emmettites have a below 500 record against all time. West Iron County comes in with a record of 5 and 1. As Ishpeming is undefeated at 6-0, we know the Hematites are going to the playoffs. West Iron County in all likelihood will join them there. They have a chance to clinch with a victory tomorrow. They have outscored opponents 158-56 to this season. Coming up in weeks 8 and 9, they have got Gwyn and Norway. So still some tough matchups coming up for that West Iron County team as they go through the top half of Westpac Division B. Meanwhile, Ishpeming will be taking on Munising next week and ending the regular season October 19th against Park River Harris. The Emmettites have outscored opponents 260 to 101 this year, rolling to 6-0 and and clinching a spot in the playoffs, the return to the postseason for the first time since 2015. We've got more coming up. Stick with us right here on ESPN-UP, the ESPN-UP mobile app. This is the Friday Coaches Show. The Marquette Big Boy presents the famous Slim Jim with a twist. The Turkey Club Slim Jim features slow roasted turkey breast, bacon, and Swiss. The Italian Slim Jim features lean ham, pepperoni, and other Italian delights. The Veggie Slim Jim has red pepper hummus, feta cheese, mushrooms, cucumbers, pepper rings, spinach, and more. On the burger menu is a classic Big Boy, but also the Ohio Big Boy with signature Ohio burger sauce. The West Coast Big Boy with red relish and mayo. The barbecue bacon Big Boy and fully loaded Big Boy, US 41 Marquette. Eagle Mine is a proud supporter of local high school sports. At Eagle, safety is our number one priority for our employees and our community, and especially for our children. With school back in session, that means sharing the road with school buses. Be alert and ready to stop when you see a school bus when overhead lights or warning lights are flashing. Let's all do our part to protect our children by keeping them safe. This message is brought to you by Eagle Mine. Time now to talk with Dave LaHillier of Marquette High School, head football coach of the Redmen. And coach, your team coming off an emotional win last Friday puts you in a good spot as far as competing for the conference championship. Uh, going back to last Friday, touching on the victory over Kingsford, a game that started off sloppy on both sides. Each team was committing a few turnovers in the first quarter, and you guys settled down offensively, took care of the ball, and Kingsford kept shooting themselves in the foot throughout the game. Tell me about winning the turnover battle and how that factored into your win. Yeah, you see, and again, you look at most games and the teams that win the turnover battle usually have a pretty good uh, success rate of winning the games, and uh, that's kind of held true for us throughout the whole season. Um, you know, we did start uh, our first uh, first possession off with a turnover, but we got the ball right back, uh, you know, for offense, and then we're able to go down and score. And, um, you know, offensively, other than that first turnover, I thought we played really well the first half. You know, we scored, uh, scored on three of our four possessions. Um, was pretty... Uh, pretty consistent of both running the ball and throwing the ball, so that was really good for us. Uh, second half, they, they changed coverage a little bit, did a roll a couple more things towards Ethan, tried to take them, uh, take them out a little bit, and, um, you know, but again, we ended up making the big play at the end to, uh, to seal the victory. Yeah, tell me about that defensive stand that you guys were able to have and uh, how the victory uh, transpired. Uh, well, they, they scored, obviously, with uh, about a minute and a half to go, uh, about a five-yard run decided to go for two because they kind of had the momentum um you know kind of figured that's what he was uh he was going to try to do um he set up kind of in the same formation as as he did for the uh for the touchdown run um that's what we kind of figured was going to happen so you know we had talked about that with our defense of how we want to how we want to uh to play that play um and uh, then he called another timeout 
And Coach Iwanowski noticed he was talking to one of their wideouts who was actually the wide guy in that formation. And, you know, he spent most of the majority of the time out really kind of talking to him. And we kind of figured that they were going to do something similar to play before, but actually they're kind of dumping the flat and, and throw it to that first wide receiver. And uh, so, you know, we kind of changed our defense a little bit, how we wanted to cover it. And uh, the kids did a, did a perfect job of executing what they were supposed to do. Um, you know, defensive linemen held their gaps really well, showing the play out. And then uh, Joey Wanniger, um Alex Canute, uh, and uh, Josh Iwanaki kind of had the, the tackle right by the one. And then well, Zosa came in and, and cleaned it up to, uh, to keep him out of the end zone. So just a, uh, just a huge play by our defense. And we uh, did a great job of, of keeping him uh, out of the end zone. Tell me about some of the leaders you have on the field and what roles they were taking on there in that final huddle. Uh, and again, like I said, it was, it was good because, you know, Coach Holberg actually called two timeouts. He called a timeout first to discuss what they wanted to run. So, again, it was, you know, we're able to, you know, kind of talk about what happened the play before, what to expect, what things we need to do better to uh, to get a stop on that play. We had a stop on the front side. We just didn't, uh, we didn't pull through on the backside and take care of the, uh, the backside cut on the first one. Um, and like I said, the second time, uh, after they, they took the second time out and put the formation and kind of changed about, you know, see what they wanted to do. Uh, again, we were able to kind of change our coverage a little bit and, uh, you know, talk to each person about what the responses were going to be with this type of a set of what we thought we were going to see. And it just uh, worked out great. And like I said, credit the kids. They, they did it exactly the way they were supposed to do and, and made a huge job at the end. What was the biggest takeaway you had from last week's game? Maybe something to build on that you implemented in practice this week? You know, again, it's just the resolve of our kids. We've had, our, our last three games have all really come down to the last possession. You know, we beat the Eskinaw, beat Esky, and on a two-point conversion in overtime, um, you know, we, we had a big fourth and fourth and goal stop against uh, Petoskey to give our offense the ball back at the end with a minute and a half to go to try to uh, to, to seal a victory. And then, uh, you know, last week playing Kingsford and, again, getting a huge stop on a two-point conversion at the end. So, just really impressive the way the kids battle and, and, and fight for all four quarters. And, uh, you know, again, doesn't matter what, what happens throughout the game. We, we find a way to, uh, to make some plays to give ourselves a chance to get a victory. Well, Coach, a uh, road trip to Wisconsin denied a team that uh, whenever you make those cross-state trips, it can be, you know, hard to scout somebody like that. You did play them last year. Tell me what you know about them. Well, they're, they're, they're a lot better than they were last year. Obviously, you know, at the end of the year last year, they were really banged up. They had lost their quarterback, their, their their best running back, and their best wide receiver the week before they played us. So they were really, you know, kind of limited in what they could do without, you know, three of their top players. And obviously those kids flipped around and it was, their, you know, the three defensive backs also. So, you know, they lost their whole defensive backfield and, you know, the top three skill guys. So that really had a big, uh, obviously, a big impact on the score. So they're, they're a lot better than they were last year with, uh, you know, being healthy coming into this game. Um, you know, they, they throw the ball a ton. They throw the ball almost 70% of the time. They're in shotgun double wide trips every formation. And, uh, you know, they want to get the ball in the air. And they've got two really good wide receivers. they got a nice running back. And, and they've actually used two different quarterbacks throughout the season that both, uh, you know, put up huge numbers. So they're a tough team to defend with uh, with how they spread you out and how they can – they can throw the ball all over the field. Um, and, again, you just have to be very sharp on your reads and sharp on your keys and make sure we're uh, running the football and, and, uh, and, and tackling with more than just one player. Defensively, what is it they like to do? Uh, they're, they're pretty much a true 40 team. Um, you know, they haven't deviated from that too much. Uh, you know, they will change the coverage a little bit depending upon, uh, 
you know, whether you're in I formation or if you're in shotgun and trip, they will change some things that way. But they're still a 40 base team that, uh, you know, believes in, in what they're doing. And like I said, they're, they're much better defensive than they were last year. And, and uh, their defense has helped keep them in some games. And, and uh, again, for us, we have to uh, make sure we do everything the right way to, uh, to get a victory tonight. When you approach a game like this where you got to cross state lines, do you approach it any differently than you would with a Michigan team? Uh, no, not really. Everything's pretty much the same. It's just another long bus ride for us that uh, you know we're used to. And uh, uh, again, scouting wise, you, you exchange films of your two previous teams. So being uh, have all the technology they have of being on huddle, it's, it's, it's simple. You just press a button and, and you exchange your films, and you're able to break things down and uh, you know get a really good look at, at your opponent. So um, you know distance really doesn't make much difference anymore for, for scouting purposes um, because everybody just trades films. Uh, but it, obviously, you know, I'd much rather be at home than uh, to be on a long bus ride. But like I said, our kids are used to it, and we've, uh, you know, kind of been like this for the last few years. So that's all part of uh, part of our schedule. Coach, uh, tell me about the expectations you have for your team tonight. Uh, again, just to continue to kind of to play the way we have when we're doing things the right way. You know, um, offensively, we've we've had uh, some really good games of you know, when we do the, the right things of taking care of the football and. And finishing our drives, our offense has done fantastic throughout the year. And, and defensively for us, you know, tackling is, uh, has been an improvement for us throughout the year. We, you know, we struggled a little bit in that first few games. We didn't tackle very well. And the last few weeks we've done a much better job. We did a really good job last week trying to get to, uh, to Luke Carey, who's a fantastic back, um, you know, of not giving up those, those second-chance yards. And, uh, and, again, getting off the field on third down and putting them in a punting situation where we can get the ball back for offense. And if we can do those things, I think we've got a great chance to be successful. Coach, last thing before I let you go, always want to check in with the lower levels of the program. Did, did they get a chance to take the field this week? Of our, uh, the only program playing right now is our freshman program, and they beat uh, Kingsford again last night to uh, remain undefeated throughout the year. So they've, uh, they've done a, a great job this season and hopefully continue that through the rest of the year. Coach, as always, appreciate the time. Best of luck tonight. Look forward to talking to you tomorrow. Okay, thanks a lot. Yes, that is Dave Lahillier, the head coach at Marquette High School. His Red Men leading the Great Northern Conference as they look to continue to put the finishing touches on what they hope to be a playoff season. They travel to Lakeland, Wisconsin tonight as they get set for an interstate battle before returning home to take on Gladstone and Monomini in weeks 8 and 9 to close out the regular season. Right now, the Red Men sit 3-3 three and three overall despite being outscored by opponents 123 to 169 they are still 2 and 0 in conference play as they could try to continue their push to getting into the postseason. The Redmen have won three of their last four since starting 0-2. The lone loss during that time includes a three-point decision to Petoskey back on September 21st, a game that the Redmen certainly feel they had the opportunity to win and the numbers seem to indicate that that is indeed the case. We've got more coming up on the ESPN-UP Coaches Show after this. Stay tuned here on ESPN Radio-UP, the ESPN-UP mobile app. Are you looking for a new vehicle with a payment that fits your budget? UP Catholic Credit Union is here to help. The Payment Saver Program is a low payment alternative to a traditional loan or lease. It offers lower monthly payments, no down payment, and a flexible loan term that ranges from 36 to 72 months. It's a perfect fit for anyone looking for a vehicle five years old and newer. Call UP Catholic Credit Union or visit us online for more information about the newest, easiest way to be in the car of your dreams. You don't just want your bank to be a place where you park your money. You want it to be your partner in putting your money to work for you. 
At MBank, we believe in the power of exceptional banking products and services delivered by friendly, experienced people. Community-focused, client-driven, that's our commitment to you. It's about supporting our communities. It's about empowering our clients to make sound financial decisions. It's about being your financial partner. Make the move to MBank today. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. Welcome back to the ESPN UP Coaches Show. I'm Tanner Hoops. Glad that you're with us as we get you set for Friday Night Lights and Friday Night Kickoff Week 7 of high school football here in the UP. Once again, hope you're enjoying the day. Uh, despite the weather, it is the weekend, so we get a little time to relax, celebrate, watch a little football, whether it's high school, college, pro, whatever's on tap for you this weekend. A reminder that in case you've missed anything, you can go back onto our website or download our free app for your smartphone or tablet and go to the on-demand section. Again, it's a free app, ESPN UP. Get it in Google Play, the App Store, what have you, that has our live broadcast. You can get us on demand you can get linked to our social media that way awesome app very handy once again it's free you can hear on demand broadcast westwood patriot football basketball what have you you can listen to the coaches show from friday saturday mornings you can listen to the sports pen and as always you can listen on live hope that you can get some good use out of that app i know that i have one of the most handy things i've had on my phone here in my time in the up we continue to roll through our coaches show we have more coaches to get to and talk with and we'll jump right into model towner football with gwen high school football coach Dion brown coach you go back to last week and it's always a rivalry game ishpeming's got a good team this year and you guys are just banged up right now. I know you don't want to use anything as an excuse, but uh, you guys getting a little more healthy over there? Yeah, uh, pretty much everybody's back now besides my uh, starting quarterback. But uh, he's, he's still week to week. I think he went and got reevaluated today. So he's still probably going to be on the shelf for a couple more weeks. But uh, we get Aho back. Uh, we get Mason back. Forbes is actually um, doing better. He actually did some practice now this week. So we should be fine. Happy to hear it. How uh, how's practice going this week? Uh, I honestly can tell you the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday have been the best practices I've seen the guys have probably all year, and one of the best since I've been in Gwen. Uh, what's been contributing to that? Uh, I think it's Seth. You know, Seth is, is that vocal leader. He it seems like this guys just gravitate towards him. He's um, he, he's one of a kind. You know, he gets these guys going, and plus, you know, um, we're on a two game losing streak. So guys is excited to get back out there. You guys have the mentality that this season can still be everything you want it to be and uh, you know this is the grind right now? Oh yeah, most definitely. You know, we, we hold our own destiny. We four and two. Uh we only lost one game within the conference, that's the Ishpeming, and we got still got three games left. So we we sitting in the driver's seat. It's it's really up to us. Like I was saying all year long. Um we worry about us. That's the only thing we worry about. So we if we go out there and handle business Hey, we'll be fine. Your uh, seniors and captains, those guys, tell me about how they're setting the tone in practice. Oh, they 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 just they've been working hard uh, and leading the young guys on because I got what five, I think five sophomores up this year. So the seniors has been huge, huge for us. Uh, just just leading by example, you know, um, communicating with the um, with the with the young guys, uh, just being positive role model off the field and on. Well, Coach, uh, you've got Norway coming up, a team that you're tied with in the conference standings this weekend. Tell me a little what you know about them. Oh, it's a big game, big game for both teams, both teams because we, uh, 
we sit if we win this game, we sit pretty much in the driver's seat. We'll be five and two. And if they win this game, you know, with a with a forfeit they got next week because the Manistee don't have a program, they're sitting at at what five and I think what five and three. So it's a big game for both teams, and you pretty much one game away from punching your ticket. So, um, man, it's huge. I can't explain to the guys how huge this, this game is to you know to both teams. And um, Norway, I'm pretty sure they're preaching the same thing to their kids as well. What do they like to do offensively? Uh, a wing formation, get number 20 the ball off power one plays and that buff sweep. Uh, great play action to number 80. Um, seven has got a decent, <clears throat> have run decent routes. 12 is pretty good. They got a lot of weapons offensively, so that's going to be the great challenge for us. Is the message of the defense been staying disciplined, staying home this week? Yes, most definitely, always, always when you play Norway. Um, good backs coming out the backfield, so the outside linebackers got to be key to that. Middle linebackers got to stop the run, that power. Guards pull, reach, achieve. Um, typical Coach Madigan team. Um, nothing really ain't going to change much. Uh, we just got to try to get them into some third and long and hopefully come away with a win. What do they uh, like to do defensively? What schemes will they get throw at you? Oh, they they jump back and forth to a fifty front, uh six two look. Um, I know in the past they gave us trouble with a little six two look. Um, blitz a lot of blitz off tackle, blitz inside linebackers, fifty one seem like he comes on every single play. So that's what they try to do, try to mix it up, you know, and, and grind me up the game. That's typical Norway. Offensively, what are you looking for out of your team? Oh, just the smash now football. It's, it's starting now where we got to get in playoff time. I thought we was a little bit, a little soft up front, um, trying to, you know, run some quick passing games for us. So now it's just smash now coming down here right at you, off tackle, um, ice. Typical things that we, we, we should have been doing in the past, um, but now with the quarterback is out. So typical run plays to set up play action. You've had to make the change at quarterback due to injury, but then you get a few other weapons back. How does that affect your playbook? Uh, maybe look different here in week seven than it would in weeks one or two. Oh, it's huge. It's a big difference, especially with Seth coming back. Uh, with Seth coming back, because you could do so much with Seth and being Tucker and um, Danny Holmes and Taquan. So now with Seth back, I mean, you could line him up a little bit anywhere. He could block. You could line him up everywhere. He could block. He could run. Uh, and then now that sets up play action for us with Tucker, um, the middle of the field, the size deep. So we, we'll be okay. Coach, uh, what's the last thing you're going to say to your team before they break the huddle, take the field? Uh, hey, this is it. You guys control your own death, your own destiny. And um, hey, with this win next week, um, five and two, and that dance will be very important. You want a homecoming for us next week. That dance will feel a lot better with two wins under your belt. Coach, uh, last thing before I let you go, I always want to check in with the lower levels of the program. Tell me about how the, uh, the future of Gwen football is looking. Uh, looking pretty good. Uh, we got a, I got a lot of young talent coming up, especially at the skill guy position. Guys are really fast. I probably got probably two of the fastest kids that's in, in high school, like JV level. Uh, with Safar and Max Jane. Um, Lyman, got to work on the Lyman and the technique. But overall, like I like I said two weeks ago, uh, Tab has done a great job with those guys, and I can see the improvement from the first day they got out there to practice to, the, to today. Um, they just got to get stronger in the weight room, especially my Lyman, and that's something that I work on in the off season with those guys. But overall, I'm excited. 
JV, uh, did they get to take the field this week? Yes, yes, they took the field uh, last week. They won, and they're going to take the field this actually tonight. Well, perfect. Wish them all the best. Wish you all the best against Norway. Coach, as always, thanks so much for the time. Best of luck. Hey, no problem. Thank you. All right, once again, that was Dion Brown, head football coach at Gwynn High School. Good stuff from him as we hear that the model towners are getting back to full strength. A team that started so hot out of the gate, looked like they had so much promise, and they still do. But they need to get those bodies back and stay healthy. A couple of crushing losses here in the last couple of weeks. 38 nothing against Houghton and 44-8 against Ishpeming most recently. Norway tonight, one of the biggest games on the schedule for these guys. Two teams that are tied with each other in the standings, trying to move past one another, could at least lock in a third-place finish should you take care of business the rest of the way. For the model towners, they have West Iron County coming up next week. Another tough one before finishing the regular season up on October 19th against Munising. Meanwhile, for Norway, they have the forfeit coming up against Manistique next week, so they will essentially get a bye before finishing off the regular season against West Iron County on October 19th. Telling you about the Norway Knights, they come in at 3-3. Three and three. They have been outscored by opponents 141 to 175 thus far in the season. Gwyn this year, 4-2 and two record. They are being outscored 104 to 145 this year. But Gwyn's still a team with playoff aspirations. Norway pretty much has to win out, and one of their wins is going to be a forfeit. So having that bubble resume may not be enough for the Knights. However, if Gwyn can get to 5-4 and four at least, get yourself in that consideration, maybe they'll take into account the injuries, what have you. But if they can finish off this final stretch, finish hot as they continue to get more healthy, and they're going to be tough team to leave out of the consideration, especially if they can get that sixth win and clinch it outright. Win Model Towners once again taking on Norway tonight. We've still got one more coach to talk with, and we'll have him coming up after this on ESPN Radio UP, the ESPN Radio UP mobile app. Econo Foods is proud of its student-athletes that play for their schools and communities. They see their work ethic not only on the field of play, but also in their stores throughout the Upper Peninsula. The combination of academics, athletic skill, and a willingness to work hard makes them winners. Econo Foods salutes you. Sports and athletic competition bring out the best in our communities, and we want you to know we appreciate your efforts. Good luck this year to the Redmen and Redettes, the Miners, the Hematites, the Patriots, the Model Towners, the Hawks, the Mustangs, and all the parents and fans. Dave's Collision in Ishpeming specializes in scratch and dent repair as well as other major collision repairs, including metalwork, painting, and collision-related mechanical work. Dave's uses quality Exalta paint to ensure a clean, shiny, color match finish. With over 26 years of experience, Dave, with the help of his qualified staff, has the knowledge to restore your vehicle to pre-accident condition. Make the right decision. Choose Dave's Collision. Call 485-1211. That's 485-1211. Time now to talk with Nagani Miners head coach Paul Jacobson. His team coming off a 40-6 victory over Lonzo on Friday. Coach, before we get too far into tonight's matchup, we talked a little last week. Your team always seems to be on the cusp of uh, achieving something great throughout the game, and last week just seemed to put it all together. Uh, tell me what the points of emphasis have been this week following your big win. You know, we really, uh, you know, later in the season, you know, uh, we, we have really tried to focus more on on what we're doing, the little things that, that we need to do as a ball club to make ourselves better. And um, this week was no exception. Um, you know, we watched that long film um, pretty handily. As a matter of fact, sat down with the team and, and had a had a group film session. Um, usually, you have a you know breakdowns this and that, but um, to sit down with the team and watch yourself was uh, was beneficial. And you're able to look at 
listen, you know, you, you can tell you tell a kid, this is where you need to be, or this is what you need to do, this is the technique, this is where your, your first step needs to be. But until you're able to sit down with a group and, and show them, uh, I think it means more and it's more beneficial, and I hope it'll help us down the road more. Coach, I know it was a game that wasn't in question toward the end, but was there any moment in that game, a uh, key play, maybe a defining moment, uh, where your guys really just seemed to put it all together and you knew it was going to be a special night? You know, it started probably on Monday last week. You know, Honestly, we had a tremendous uh, homecoming week, I think. Uh, the amount of participation between, um, between our students and our, our athletes and uh, just the whole culmination of, of the PAP Assembly on Friday, um, it was able to carry that momentum, that energy um, throughout the pep assembly into the game on Friday night, and I think the kids just kind of ran with it. How's practice look this week? Good. You know, actually it was uh, a little concerned weather-wise, but, um, you know, coming off an emotional victory like we had last week, you have to be able to respond. And, and uh, you know, I thought we, uh, we planned well practice-wise uh, what we wanted to accomplish this week and what we needed to work on. And, and um, I thought practice went real well. The kids were focused and worked hard. Well, Coach, you got Bessemer coming up tonight, and they're a team that's struggled, but uh, there's there's stuff to like about them. There's positives, and uh, you know they can be a dangerous team uh, for anyone on any given night. Tell me a little about what you know about them. Really, you know, if you watch their games closely, you know they they do have uh, they do have signs of moving the ball well. You know, they move the ball in every game. Um, you know, they'll have they'll have maybe a turnover or something that they'll stall the drive, but they've been able to effectively move the ball in games, which which tells me that that there's something there. You know, that they have they have some athletes, they have some uh, you know some people up front. So, and you mentioned it, any given Friday night, that's why you play the games. Uh, you know, you have to be ready to play. Uh, if you're not at your best, uh, you know, you can stand on stand to lose the ball game. But um, yeah, go give us young. Um, but I think uh, you know as they start to mature, it's, it's week seven now. You know, there, there, there's no sophomores anymore. There's football players, and and uh, we need to, uh, we need to be at our best in order to beat them. What do they like to do offensively? They'll throw at you. You know, they're gonna, they're gonna pack it in. They're, they're full house T. Um, they're a full house T offense. You know, they're gonna, they're gonna, um, what they do, they do well. You know, they're gonna hit you off, off tackle. Um, you, you, you have to be real balanced defensively, and and you have to be disciplined. You know, it's almost like an option offense. Where you have to have uh, everybody has to carry out their assignment every given play, so we have to stay deep. Uh, you know, um, we have to stay real focused defensively and and watch our keys and, and be disciplined. Defensively, what are they going to look like? You know, it's going to be to see how they defend us. You know, um, they've they've been able to you know in the last several games uh, you know pack in the box and and, and make teams um, earn their yards against them. So you know, we want to be able to um, challenge. I think challenge our defense and, and move them. Uh, vertically as well as horizontally, and, and, and see what kind of a front we're going to get from them. But um, you know they uh, they have some speed defensively, and um, they like to bring a lot of people up front. So uh, we'll see what happens as the game goes on. Tell me what you're expecting out of your team tonight. What are your goals you're setting before them? We have to respond. You know we have to respond. Um, last week was a good victory for us. We're three and three. We need to go to four and three, and we have to make sure that that we we take care of um, our business. You know we have to be able to go out and and answer the bell after an emotional victory last week and, and execute on both sides of the ball. You talked about your record. You're 3-1 and uh, one after coming off an 0-2 start. Do you feel like your team has turned a corner playing your best football heading into the home stretch? Yeah, you know, you know, we start off a, 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 a season with Iron Mountain and Calumetta out the cuff, uh, you know, and then go into and play a, home, a Hancock team that, that's athletic. You know, you have to <laughs> – you're, you're challenged off the cuff. So after the dust settled, we're able to sit back and – 
and again, refocus on what we need to do as a team to get better. Coach, uh, how about an injury update on your team? Is everybody staying healthy? You know, knock on wood. You know, we're fortunate. Um, you know, seven weeks of the season, we're we're uh, we're maintaining. We're where we don't have anybody uh, not on the roster in the suit up tonight. So, um, you know, we're fortunate. You know, it can happen. Change in a second. So, don't like talking about them a whole lot, but <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna address everybody tonight. Coach, uh, how about some of the leadership roles that you've seen out of guys on the field, the captains, the seniors, what have you? You know, we we thought about that a little bit last week. You know, different people are starting to come to the forefront here that that may not have been early on. You know, Theo Kumpel is one that comes to mind that's um, maybe not a captain, but um, ha- has made an impact, has made a difference in, in his leadership ability and what he's what he's doing and not really what he's saying, it's just what he's doing, how he's preparing himself and, and the people around him. You know, you got a little helpy, uh, another uh, junior that um, I, I think has really come to the front that, that put people around him. So, um, you know, besides the three captains with Peyton Anderson, Colin Remelong, and Jason Waterman, you know, we have different people that now are assuming the roles and taking some ownership in this team, and it's exciting to watch. Coach, last thing before I let you go, always want to check in with the lower levels of the program, JV, what have you. Were they able to take the field this week? They got a good win last night against Gogebic. Um, I believe they're five and two now. Uh, you know, they're uh, they're playing well. You know, they're 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 starting to really develop. Uh, um, you know, you see some improvement throughout each week, and, and last night was a difference. They had a you know big win against Gogebic, and it was forty six to six. So it's good for them. You know, they worked hard, and um, it's paying off for them. Coach, as always, we appreciate the time. Best of luck tonight. We look forward to talking tomorrow. All right. Thanks. I appreciate it. That was Paul Jacobson, head coach at Nagani High School. The Miners are a team that are so much better than their 3-3 record. They've outscored opponents 115-112. to They have played a brutal schedule. It's not going to get a whole lot easier. Uh, you heard him mention they started the first couple of weeks with Iron Mountain and Calumet. You threw Ishpeming in there. You've got Westwood coming up on the schedule. Hancock is a team that can give you fits. Lance as well, and they blew by them last week. This is a team that is so much better than their record, and you, you're pulling for the Miners because you want to see them put it all together because they can be a really really dangerous team and somebody you don't want to see if you get into the postseason they're at Bessemer tonight Bessemer has struggled thus far in the year they're 0-6 they've only scored 24 points this year they have allowed 206 after this Bessemer looks forward to Westwood and Iron Mountain so it's going to be tough for the Speed Boys to try and find a win nonetheless Nagani is open to avoid being the ones that fall as their first victims Looking back at the series history between Nagani and Bessemer, I'll save you some time. There is none. Tonight is the first time these two schools will ever meet in high school football. The Bessemer Speed Boys taking on the Nagani Miners. Nagani trying to continue with their winning ways, looking for their fourth in their last five games. Again, they come in three wins in their last four. The only blemish during that time, a well-played game against Ishpeming 36-26 two weeks ago. All right, and with that, we have Ryan Steeg of the Mining Journal, who's here kind enough to give us his thoughts on high school football in the area this evening. Well, I'm intrigued by Westwood Lance, yep. and uh, not just because you're going there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's more um, just because I want to see if Lance is, you know, for real. I mean, I think uh, the guy who does the uh, prediction brackets, he's on Twitter, he mm-hmm. goes by snooze to you, which is odd, but maybe he has a reason for it. You know, he was thinking Lance was going to make it in, mm-hmm. and I want to see. I haven't seen Lance in person yet, mm-hmm. and, I, you know, I'm intrigued, I, I'm intrigued to see 
can they keep up with Westwood? I think Westwood's going to win tonight. Is it going to be like a close game or a reasonably close game? Mm-hmm. Um, is Lance a pill AF caliber team? We know Westwood is. Westwood's just good. But uh, is it going to be a decent game? That's what I'm. That's what I'm wondering tonight. You've got a few others in the area. Ishpeming's going tomorrow. How about Gwen? They're starting to get a little more healthy. They've got everybody back except the quarterback. They desperately need at least one, maybe two here down the stretch, but they've got the talent for it. Now they're just starting to get them all back and healthy. Yeah, it, health is their worry right now. I mean, I, I, I give Austin Forbes a lot of credit mm-hmm. for trying to play quarterback with, a, with an ACL injury. Um, it's They're in a... They're in a tough spot. They just need to get one more, and they're in playoff consideration. Two, they're in. You know, there's still a chance there. I think I think they're at least going to get one. You know, two might be pushing it, but they're at least going to get one and be on the bubble. I think. How about uh, teams like Ishpeming, Marquette, uh, Marquette? They've got Marquette a tough seems to be to to. seems to be pulling it together. They're going to Wisconsin mm-hmm. this weekend, which is. It's hard to really judge Wisconsin schools, mm-hmm. you know, and I ask coaches whenever they're about to play one, it's like, how much do you know of them? The good thing, Marquette played them last year, so they know it's coming. Mm-hmm. But if you're just, okay, we're playing a Wisconsin team that we've never played before, it's got to be an adjustment. You're trying to learn stuff maybe on the fly. So I think Marquette's going to win tonight. Um, <clears throat> I think things are starting to click for them. I think they probably should have beat Petoskey. Mm-hmm. You know, they should be in better shape. Um I think there's a chance Marquette makes the playoffs still. That Ishming West Iron game is going to be fun. Yes, it um, is. It, uh, they're looking both their playoff teams, you know, or you know, should be. <laughs> Ishming's clinched their spot. I think West, West Iron, Iron can tomorrow. West, West Iron can officially do it tomorrow. Um, it's yeah, it's, I think it's the game of the week. Um, <laughs> Westwood Lunch is interesting to me, but mm-hmm. I think for like a straight-up quality game, mm-hmm. you're going to go with the uh, Ishmael West Iron. I'm still not sure why West Iron's playing on a Saturday because yeah. people, they have lights. Because some people are trying to make that, well, maybe they don't have lights, but it's like, well, they played Friday night at home. And nobody seems <laughs> to know why this is happening. Yeah, so I'm not sure why, but uh, I'm interested to see how it's going to shake out. It should be a fun one. Nagani's pulling it together, too, and they've always seemed to have the pieces there and been right on the cusp, but now they're starting to put four quarters together consistently. Yeah, they're uh, they're looking good. I think they get in. Um, I'm not, you know, if they're going to get that sixth to guarantee a spot, I think Nagani's going to be more of a bubble thing. I think they're going to get five. Them and Gwen are going to be like the, you know, are we in or are we not? You know, going to be the whole uh, we're watching the TV, <laughs> you know, when the announcement is made. Um, but... I still think they're a good team. I think Gwen's a good team. It's like if Gwen was a little healthier, mm-hmm. I think people would be a lot more high on them right now. Um, and I think the Ghani's starting to come together. Marquette is. It's interesting in Marquette County right now because the teams, all all the five are pretty good. Mm-hmm. There's one that's really good in Ishming, mm-hmm. and there's one that's close to really good in Westwood. Mm-hmm. And then there's the other three that are playoff caliber teams. Yeah. How about uh, you look around some of the landscape. If Marquette goes five and four, and they win the conference, is that enough to get them off the bubble? I think by getting them, I think by winning the conference, that'll get them off the bubble. Okay. I think I think if they don't win it, I think they're they're hurt mm-hmm. by it, and I think that's ultimately going to hurt them. But if they if they can win the GNC, that can be a selling point to them. Yeah, we're only five and four, but 
We won our conference, mm-hmm. you know, and people remember that, you know, as much as they look at, you know, your record, they look at your margin of victories. Did you win your conference? And they'll throw all that together. And if, if they don't win the conference, that's going to really hurt them. Mm-hmm. And I think they're probably on the out, but we'll see. Well, that's going to do it for us this afternoon. As always, appreciate you tuning in. Don't forget, you can hear this online. Go to the ESPN-UP mobile app. Go to On Demand. See all of our episodes, our broadcasts. Have a very safe journey this evening, wherever it is you may be traveling to watch Friday Night Lights. And as always, hope to have you tuned in for Westwood Patriot football this evening. 6.30 pregame, 7 o'clock kickoff, right here on ESPN-UP and on the ESPN-UP mobile app.